0: Welcome to the Phenomenal Career Podcast, the show where you hear the how, why and what it takes to build a phenomenal and fulfilling career that stands out. I'm your host Just Jazz, career success coach and tea lover who believes you can do this work and more with a dose of reality, curiosity, challenge and intention to enable you to show up and go get the growth your career deserves. It is the last day of February 2021, and I thought, let me try something a little bit new. For many of you, you know that my podcast was launched this month, so I want to record a few solo episodes. So I thought, let me get it started. Let's invite some people on Instagram to the party and just share some of the lessons that I've learned in the past month. Um, within my career, within my business, within my day job, within life. I think it's really important for us to understand the different ways that we're learning and we're unlearning and the way that life is actually teaching us stuff. Every time we talk about that or we use that phrase, we're often talking about um, the bad stuff, but it's not always bad. Um, So I wanted to invite you into what that looks like and what that has looked like for me this month. Um, and how maybe that lines me up for a few of the things that I want to just focus on personally within March. Ultimately, the moral of the story for February was very much like when people say new levels, new devils, like, I get it. I feel it. (laughs) Um, And I think it's so, so important to acknowledge when things have kind of taken another step because so often we're very much focused on getting to that next level that we don't give much thought to what happens when we get there and what needs to change and who we need to become when we actually arrive. So that's kind of the umbrella summary for what February looked like for me. It looked like me getting out of my own way. It looked like me, first of all, realizing the ways that I get in my own way, but also sitting in a moment of gratitude for the reality that Many of the things that I wished for, prayed for, hoped for, you name it, have come to pass and I'm not handling them very well. <laughs> like, and I don't say that to be self-deprecating. I say that as a challenge to myself to say, Jazz, hey, you can do better. And sometimes it's important to have that conversation with yourself. Now, as I mentioned, this is a live episode. I am recording this on IGTV, well, on IG Live, and then I'll put it on IGTV, which also holds me captive to 60 minutes. Many of you that know me know that I like to talk. So let's just dive straight in. And there's going to be six things. There are six things that I'm going to share that I learned in February. Um, And the first thing is that everything is subject to change. Some of you have heard me say this before but ultimately January was the third anniversary of my business in its current state. And I can't think of many parts of it that have remained the same apart from the actual name of the business and also coaching being at the core. Um, My journey into being a coach started off with my own experience of being coached. So that's why it's always been integral as a certified life coach. That's always been the foundation. Even if you come to me for a workshop, I'm going to be asking those questions. I'm going to be bringing that challenge, that curiosity, because I believe that that's where true transformation can take place. It's not going to be the same for all of us, but ultimately it's something that I have found so much value in weaving into my own career and also those that I work with. But everything is subject to change. And that's something that I really celebrated at this three-year point, because there's so many changes and shifts that I've made, even in the past six months, that have really meant that I've just gotten closer and closer to who I am meant to be. So change isn't always about like, let me adopt that three point magical plan. Let me be more like her or more like him. It's about becoming more of yourself and who you are and doubling down. Like the changes that I've made have really been a way of me exemplifying that I believe certain things and I will behave accordingly accordingly. And I'll touch on that later on because there's a few other points that tested that metal, right? They tested those values, those ethics, the integrity, the decisions that I've made um, and brought some temptations that wanted me to unravel it. Like when I started off my business, I was working with people one-to-one as a life coach. I didn't have a focus. So the career element of it hadn't yet become clear to me. Um, And I was doing workshops and I was saying yes to absolutely everything. I was in that phase of experimentation. And what that looks like three years on is focus. It looks like I have a very clear paradigm and a very clear mission to impact 10,000 people in the next five years um, through coaching-based services. That's what it is. So even up till, I'd probably say a few few years, not a few days ago, um, people would approach me wanting mentoring. And I've had to say... That is inside the membership. My only mentor people if we have a long-term um, experience wrapped around it. I am not going to just pluck things out of the air and tell you, you should do this and you should do that because a, I know the minute that I'm not on that call is you're not beside you, you're not going, you're less likely to do it. But also, then it's me telling you what to do as opposed to you finding out what is true for you. Um, and I think that that's so important. I think that's where we trip ourselves up because we go to these quote unquote gurus for these magical answers. And then we wonder why they don't work because they were never our answers to begin with. Now, if you listen to a podcast episode or you join me here on this platform, I share something that you like and you want to absorb that into your methodology, then cool. I'm just here to present options. But when it comes to you and your tailored um, challenges, your goals, your actual experience, it's so, so important to carve out that space for you to ask yourself first, what do you want? What do you need? What do you see as the best next direction? So everything being subject to change got challenged in those ways, because there's a reason why I work with people one-to-one as a pure coach and why I have the podcast, why I'm developing these courses and these group experiences where the mentoring can come in on the foundation that you will also have that space to find your own answers and say, actually, Jazz, I hear what you're saying. I don't, I don't like it. I don't agree. I'm not going to do it. And I celebrate that. So everything is subject to change. The next thing is that I learned in February that you're allowed to exceed your expectations. And when you do, it's okay to rest a little while. Like most people think about a goal, reaching a goal, or milestone as like this automatic permission to then start immediately reaching for the next thing and in that sense we skip the whole stage of rest and quite often we also skip the whole stage of gratitude learning lessons reflection right understanding how we got there quicker than we thought we were going to and i think it's so important to actually realize that it's okay for it to be a bit faster it's quite interesting because when we think about sort of goals when i think about like goals in a commercial sense um you know, for those of us that work for companies, setting a goal and hitting it or going way too far somehow is seen as like a really bad thing. It's like you forecasted wrong, right? You came in over budget or under, under budget on spending, like how could you do that? That's not right. And I think we take that same approach when it comes to our personal goals. Like if you have a goal around building a habit of meditation or exercise or going for walks or saving money and stuff like that. We kind of think, okay, like I've exceeded the expectations, right? Let's go on to the next one straight away, as opposed to kind of unpicking and sitting in that moment for a little while. So that was the second thing that you're allowed to exceed your expectations. And for me, that looked like I've exceeded my expectations and where I am in the business, right? My business is called Just Jazz. This month I sat down and I was just like, it's not Just Jazz, and I love that. I love that I've built a team of awesome freelancers who all happen to be female that are supporting me in bringing my vision to life. And I'm also supporting them in turn in doing the work that is most fulfilling to them. Right. And I didn't think that I would be here at this point. I th- thought it would be a little bit longer along the way. Um, and I think there's a part of that that has also then been a catalyst towards me doing things differently and l- Understanding that I need to do things differently now because it's not just jazz. Like I need to become a better communicator. I need to become a better person at delegating. I need to ask the questions of how am I getting in this person's way? What does this person need to be able to perform really well and to do the task um, successfully and, you know, all of that stuff. And it's been really challenging Um, in the same breath. Because again, I didn't expect for life and my career and my business to be teaching me these things in this year, February 2021. The next thing um, that February has really taught me is is something that um, has actually been widely spoken about especially on online Instagram lots of articles podcasts with people just talking about the whole idea of personal development growth empowerment and how that has been mismarketed missold and misrepresented. And I think it's so, so important. And this is something that I've always stood by. I create a mean freebie. If you come to my free free workshops, you will be resourced at the same level within the time that we have as my paying clients, as my membership, right? I don't, I don't scrimp. It's about me. I want to show up in excellence and I want to make sure that what I am giving you is the most impactful that it can be. But I know a freebie is not going to change your life. So I'm not going to lie to you until you download this freebie and you're going to be able to pop up a side hustle in two seconds. And I'm using that example specifically because I have a free workbook that's called Starting Your Side Hustle. And that's literally what it does on the tin. Nothing more. For those that want to actually grow a side hustle, do it in a way that's congruent, get feedback, get new perspectives, um, understand all the nuances of what it means to start a business, right? As a side hustle There's a course for that. I'm not going to tell anybody, I'm not going to mislead anybody to believe that they can do all of that with this. Is it eight pages, eight page PDF? Right. And I think it's very important. And it's something that I've struggled with, which has caused me to be a little bit more withdrawn on social media platforms because I don't want anybody to think of me as a coach in the online space that they can get transformation from what I'm putting out here. That feels incongruent to me, right? And it's not incongruent to me because I'm just like, hey, here's the free stuff is subpar because like I said to you, it does what it says on the tin, but it's not all the tins. It's not the whole pantry of what you would need to get to from from A to, to B or A to C or A to D or wherever it is that you're trying to So there's been a huge amount of work that I've been looking at where I can show up authentically and actually manage expectations, right? You tuned in, if you tuned into this podcast, I've told you up the top, I'm going to share the lessons. I'm going to share the six lessons that February taught me, right? Nothing more, nothing less. And I'm going to unpack those things fully. So I think there's a challenge, especially right now, for those who are service providers, to be clear, to be ethical, to be honest about what results that they can get for you and with you, what they do and what they don't do. Even the basics of just being super clear on the fact that I am a coach, I do offer mentoring and I'll let you know when that's taking place. Like within the membership mentoring, within the side hustle Saturday school course mentoring. But if you work with me one-to-one, we're working as a coach. So letting people know, so then they can make an empowered decision and not feel like they were sold one thing. And then the experience is completely different because that is, it doesn't help anybody. Like it literally doesn't help anybody. There have been people that I've spoken to over the past couple of weeks that want a career mentor. They want to sit down with somebody and create a plan and strategy and be told what they should do, A, B, C, D. And I'm not saying that there's anything wrong with that. I'm just saying that I don't do that. So in those scenarios, I've been able to pass them on to other people within the career coaching space who do that, who will sit down with you for two hours and say, here's the blueprint. Let's fill in your steps and then let's go for it. Right. But it's about that choice. It's about being honest about what this is and what it isn't and creating the space for people to ask those questions because there's so much out there Um But I think that's a huge thing that's still going to be a lesson that's being taught into March, and you'll notice it as I continue to show up, as I release more of these podcast episodes to just be super clear and to empower you in what you consume, to encourage you to hold me to account, challenge me, question me on what's in it, what isn't in it, how does it work, like where did it come from, what are your credentials, what are your receipts? Right? I encourage you to do that because. That is what will help us ultimately regulate an industry that is ultimately unregulated when it comes to coaching and education, but also build back some of the trust that I feel that we've lost in the online space where anyone can sort of pop up and be a coach. Right. And I say that, and I say that in the way that I meant it. Literally, anyone can pop up and be a coach. I didn't need to qualify. I'm training again to gain more credentials, to gain more understanding tools, methodologies. I don't need to do that. Right. But because I've done it, I believe it is my duty to let people know this is what it is. This was the qualification. These are the techniques that I am certified in. Right. And you decide whether that's what you need or what you want. The other thing that February really taught me, and I think this was a lot around, I'd probably say December, January, where there was just a huge feeling of overwhelm Um, and just starting to understand what I need to reach my goals this year and understanding how much community played into that. When I look at how much I invest in terms of my personal personal development and kind of where that goes, um, community is a huge part. I have learned that I like learning in a group. I don't mind learning one-to-one, but I like learning in a group. I love having a space where I can listen to and learn from other people. And ultimately um, the research shows us that you're 95% more likely to reach your goals if you declare them to someone else and have regular appointments to share progress. So it may look when, when I'm looking at my calendar and I maybe look at it from a quote unquote productivity standpoint, it may look like some things can come off, but there are women that I literally check in with every week. There are spaces that I jump into and get resourced every single week. That helps fuel me in the work that I do, that helps replenish and nourish me um, in how I show up and helps empower and enable me to do more and to take it to the next level in and of myself. Um, and I think that's why it's so important for us to find ways and be honest, like, understand how you learn. Understand how you may be making things harder for yourself and how you can make it easier. And for me, that's sort of like community and that's sort of like group programs, some of which are free, some of which are paid. Right. I pay for the pleasure of being surrounded by like minded individuals or individuals that are further along the journey from me. Um, and I, there's, there's no shame in that. There's no shame in me realizing that community is more important to me than i ever knew or i ever truly appreciated and i think that's what's been so special about this space um especially when i touch on how i've been able to challenge myself and become a better communicator a better leader right um surrounding myself with those people has been invaluable it's made it a lot easier for me to have spaces to say hey when you hired a team how did you navigate that? or um How are you approaching productivity in your day job? How are you balancing? How are you building in rest? Like what's your nutrition looking like? How are you fueling all of these things? And I think that that's so important to work out what would make it easier for you to reach your goals. Right. And for some of you that's working with a one to one coach, some of you that's having accountability, having a mentor, having that support group, having those friends, having um you know, that community that you can check in on. And again, making it a regular occurrence because it doesn't need to be hard. I think that's the thing that we have to realize, like this whole working hard culture, which I'll dig into another episode, but like we get taught that for it to be true, for it to be successful, for it to um, be real and authentic, then it needs to mean stress. And really, like especially for me, as I look forward into March, it's about ease. How can I bring ease into my world, into my career, but also those who work with me? How can I make it easy, and how can I bring in ease? And knowing that I don't need to ask permission from anybody for that, right? I don't need to like go to some powers that be that goes. There's an easier way to do this. Can we do that? Right? That's not the situation. Even within my my day job, I don't have to ask permission um, from my manager to change my schedule or put boundaries in place to make my role easier and to make my goals easier to hit. Because easy isn't me wimping out. If I if if things come to me with ease, then I can do more things. That's the reality of it, right? If I hit a target, if I connect this to one of the previous lessons about, you know, you're allowed to exceed your own expectations. If I exceed my own expectations with ease, imagine what I can do with the other expectations that are coming down the hill, you know? So Understanding how important community is, is something that came to a forefront in February. And even like as I sat down to plan the next couple of months, in fact, within the Career Clubhouse membership, that was what was at the forefront of my mind. This is it's not a magical formula, but it's proven, it's scientifically proven the power of community and accountability and having that regular checkpoint on achieving goals. And I realized that it's time to step up in the membership on what that looks like, right? to to have those check-in moments, to have group coaching. So there's weekly group coaching and I decided the first week of every month, that group coaching is going to be focused on gratitude because as ambitious women, we don't take that time. We legit don't, right? We go onto the next, onto the next, onto the next. And that can lead us straight into burnout. That can lead us into imposter syndrome. That can lead us into appearing confident, but being low in confidence because we've never taken a moment to really acknowledge all that we've achieved, how far we've come, and what we've learned along the way. So it's so, so important, you know, as I sat with the team to plan that, I was like, that's what we're doing, right? As we speak, I have asked my operations lead to design um, a document where we can start to track that progress, when we can start to check in on what we're learning, our key takeaways, the things that we're understanding about ourselves, so that it doesn't become an experience where there's an amazing community and lots of resource and enablement, but there's no um, embodiment. There's no application. There's no implementation, right? Um, and that's a huge thing that can be so easy to do because we're consuming. You got a problem you find the webinar, you find the workshop, you find the book, you consume, and that makes you feel good. But the results don't take place until you implement. The results don't take place until you give yourself that checkpoint to go, I read that whole book. I thought it was amazing. I agreed with three of the points and I didn't do anything with those points. That is a huge thing that happens. It happens time and time again, where people start to wonder where, where are my results? Like I'm learning. I did the course, right? I signed up for the membership. I joined the community. What did you do with what you got from that space? You know, even when I think about working with one-to-one clients, that's why we're always closing off a session with next steps. What are you going to do with what you've learned about yourself today? What is, and and when are you going to do that? How can, you, how can you hold yourself accountable to that? How can you remove any blockers, right? We have to have the honest conversations because we can't just be like consuming, 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 consuming. No. And the more we focus on consuming in an intentional way that's focused on imp- implementation, the better we get at making decisions for what we learn next. Because then it's it, it then starts to become quite tailored. Even though that course may be a generic course, what you want to get out of it becomes even more tailored. So in the week just past, I did a workshop with Heather Jeffries, and it was all about mastering your message. And it was 90 minutes dedicated to showing people how they can use simple techniques to master their presentation skills and communicate with confidence and, and impact. And, you know, 29 people filled in the survey, the the feedback survey from that. And so we sat down and when we digested, we were just like, wow. So the next level is getting specific because we kept it quite open in general. We wanted to just get people used to the muscle of presentation skills. We wanted them to get comfortable with what that looked like. But when we looked at the feedback, we realized, okay, now they're comfortable. Now they know exactly what they want next. They want support in building a sales pitch. They want... um, they want to present to other people. They want to present to strangers, right? They now know what the next level is because they've tried out level one and learned from it. And actually, even though the feedback form on face value is for us, by asking them questions about what's your key takeaway, what would be even better, what can we support you with next, cause them to reflect on it within themselves. What did I learn? I spent 90 minutes with you on this free workshop. What did I learn about me? What did I learn about others? And then what do I need next? And that's how you build out a personal development plan that is meaningful, right? That's how you set goals um, in a way that has steps that are relevant. They make sense, right? A lot of us are are familiar with smart goals, you know, specific, measurable, attainable, realistic or relevant and then timely, relevant. We miss that part. We think that when it comes to our personal development and our growth, that we can just plug things off the shelf. And that's not the case. I'm saying this to you as somebody who provides courses. Everything I do is always at least semi-tailored down to the workshops, even if it's a free workshop, I ask what you want to get out of the time. So then I can say, actually, let's put this in there or let's put this in the workbook or let's send this out as an email. So you have to ask yourselves that questions about what you need, but you need to implement. You need to implement and you need to then understand what is next based on your response to that implementation, the results that you see within yourself are going to tell you what the next step is. And that's the point where you can come and find somebody like me, or you can go and look on Amazon. You can go and listen to the podcast, right? Because you're on a mission and you deserve to be on a mission. And that's kind of the way that you'll get results. The fifth thing that February taught me that I want to, it's kind of rounding up stuff that I've touched up along the way, but running a business doesn't have to be hard work. Okay. I'm going to say that again, for those of you in the proverbial back, running a business does not need to be hard work. And I'm not saying that it needs to be that whole sort of, um, if you love what you do, you never work a day in your life. Like, that's not what I'm saying here. I'm just saying there are ways at every turn where you can ask yourself, how can I make this easier for me? It's that ease thing that I was talking about earlier. Um, and in that sense, once we realize that running a business doesn't have to be hard work, we realize it's more accessible than we think. And we also then realize that we don't have to do it alone. Right. Um, and I did a blog post on this. I'll link it in the show notes, but ultimately I did a blog post on all the people that have helped me along the way, because if I thought that I needed to do it alone, I probably wouldn't have started. And there's another podcast episode coming along about how the ways that we are biased against certain careers hold us back from making the changes that we actually need to to get what we want. Many of you have long held biases about what it means to be an entrepreneur. You think that running a business is all fun or you think that running a business is all like hard slog or make it worse. Let's layer this thing because this is a bias that I've faced where you maybe hold a bias around, um, people who have side hustles, right? You hold this stereotype that people who hold side hustles are either like these greedy individuals that want more money. Uh, these people that are ungrateful for their day jobs, so they want more. What are some of the other ones that I face? Oh, If you run a side hustle, apparently you can't be serious and dedicated to your day job because you are untrustworthy, right? You're you're a flight risk because you have a business outside of your day job. There's so many other stereotypes that we hold on to, but the biggest one that we have is that it's hard work, it's challenging, it's difficult, it's terrible, it's exhausting, Right. And any career can be any of those things, but for some reason we pin it, we pin it onto business. So then at a moment when we should be celebrating on launch, we're just anticipating all of the drudgery that's yet to come. Or better yet, because this is what I had to learn, when it is 6 p.m. of an evening and you're watching Netflix with a glass of wine, when your previous norm was glued to your laptop, it feels incongruent, right? I'm talking about me. Within my membership, I have a resident coach, Rachel Walker. She's amazing. She leads the majority of the group coaching sessions on a Wednesday. She told me off, was it this week or the week before? Well, I was just like, oh, I can jump on the Zoom call and let you in, then make you the host. She was just like, I can do all that myself. Can you go away now? And we're great friends as well, so she can talk to me like that. But I was just like, yes, Jazz, go away. And my default is, right, okay, so if she's doing that, then how can I maximise this hour? And I was just like, "Ah, I don't need to maximise no hour, okay? I don't need to do it. I'm going to rest. I'm going to make something extra nice for dinner and trust that my community is being cared for and get up tomorrow morning at my usual time and do all the things that actually can wait until tomorrow. And I love that. So for those of you that are listening, I'm live on Instagram and I can see my good friend Evie said, you know, around this whole hard work thing, that it's a very female thing. Um, That's what she's found and that we have in capital letters. I love that she put that in capitals. You have to be working hard, otherwise you aren't doing it right. Yes. And I realized this myself until having a coaching session where I realized I grew up with a father who was an entrepreneur, which was amazing, right? It showed me that it was possible. But I grew up, um, especially in my early years, seeing that entrepreneurship meant you're always on. There's always an invoice or an estimate. You sometimes work seven-day weeks for months at a time. And you're not at home a lot, right? I was like, whoa, all right, that's the blueprint. You just graft, right? Graft, hard work, graft. Because I say this knowing that my my dad lived a good life. (laughs) Like my dad wasn't um, working for nothing, so to speak. Do you know what I mean? Um, And was still a great father. But the reality was because I did the math to say, because dad works for himself, that's why he can't be at the school play, right? And the business that I'm trying to build is because I work for myself, I can make it to my future children's school play, right? And there's so much nuance in it. Don't worry. I'm going to bring the parents on for a podcast episode. Ha <laughs> Dad's already agreed. Mum doesn't know I'm bringing it on. But we can unpack all of that. Like, what do we learn about our careers from our parents? But ultimately, what we socialize to believe is that entrepreneurship is this tough, 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 tough thing. And we have to let go of that because that belief is what was tripping me up in terms of accepting the help that I'd hired in my business, accepting the expertise, sitting here of a weekend and asking myself, what is it that only I can be doing? Right. I spent this entire morning. So it's about lunchtime-ish. It might be beyond lunchtime. It's lunchtime-ish as I'm recording this. But I spent my whole morning doing stuff that other people within my business can do. And then I had to tell myself off and say, Jazz, can you just add this? Can you delegate, please? What are you doing? And what is what is the thing that you love doing? Why did you hire help in your business if you're just going to not give people things to help you with? And um, you're going know, to feel just as overwhelmed. And then I was just like, ah, okay. First of all, I need to tell the peoples about this because I can't be the only person having this realisation. Um but also, all right. How do I change this? How do I build a new habit? You're talking to somebody who's built a business for three years, and I'm gonna call. I'm gonna say it's like two years and nine months. It's been just me, right? Hundred percent, just me. I'd probably say November of last year. So I'm used to every spare moment, we're strapped to the laptop and we're doing the next, right? Next, whatever, next goal, next project, next event, next thing. How do I unravel that? And the first part is realizing it's a habit. Realizing it's built on a belief that. Um, running a business has to be hard work it's built on a belief that it has to be tough hard work right and it can't be easy and you're not allowed for it to be easy so on my blog I'll link it in I shared some wonderful people who have supported my journey um, I shouted them out on my stories but I let you know who I'm working with because they are freelancers and amazing people who you can work with as well I hold no monopoly on the humans that help me bring my vision to life and um, But this is also something like DM me. If this is something that you're struggling with, let's have a chat because I want you to, if you want to, of course, like I said, it's twice. If you want to learn from my experiences, then I'm here for it. Because the more that we get out of our own way, the more the path is cleared to get to where we actually want to be. And then the last thing is a bit of a bittersweet thing. Um, So in February, um, uh, mm, how do I put this? In February, somebody decided to take something that we discussed and put it on her own website. And she credited me for it, but what she was doing essentially was building her brand off the back of my ideas and my strategy. And this is more connected to my my intellect and my knowledge and expertise within tech. And um, the lesson that I summarise this under is that there's power in your decisions and there's power in you explaining them, right? tomorrow begins international women's month and the um, the slogan the hashtag the theme for the year is choose to challenge and the more i progress within my career and in my business i realize that that is something that i have to do and i almost have to do it continuously i can't take for granted that people understand my values and what's important to me off the bat Um, and so when i was tagged in that post um on LinkedIn. I was confused because I was just like, we were just having a chat as peers within the industry. I didn't know that you were going to create a resource um, and essentially share my words under your own umbrella. Now I say this with a caveat, I don't have a problem supporting anybody build their business. I'd just like to know if that's the case, right? I, I will come on anybody's podcast. <laughs> right I will co-create courses events what I love collaboration like I live for it I live for partnership and what I love about that is the integrity and the honesty that says let's come together and do this and this is where I need your support and I go amazing this is where I'd love to like get your support this wasn't that um and it took me aback I phoned a friend um because I had to do a sense check, and it's a bit sad that I had to do it, but this has happened um, this has happened in an experience with somebody where I'm like, I'm sensitive to this stuff. I'm a woman of color, right? I see it every day. People will lift our stuff and put it as their own. And I had to be honest about that and take a deep breath about how that triggers me um, for a white woman to take my stuff and just essentially repackage it as her own. Um, and I had to take a deep breath. I had to be thoughtful in how I responded, but I knew that I had to respond. Right. Like I said, there's power in your decisions and explaining them. So I wrote to her and I said, look, I'm disappointed. And I'm also quite shocked that you would do this without even just checking in on me and saying, Hey, we had this conversation on this basis. I've now changed what I want to do with, and I want to do something with our conversation. Is that okay with you? Right. The courtesy was missing. And for me, Um, transparency is top of my values being real right all of that's there and you know and I had to it was an experience (laughs) because my gut feeling was something different right my gut feeling was hurt and sometimes we have to be honest about that but we also then have to be we have to go back to what our values are and we have to go back to that bigger picture I wanted to make I wanted her to understand where I was coming from because as somebody who had been um saw their insight and intellect on the website, the other two people had co-created, right? And I'm explaining this in a vague way because I want to give you enough detail to understand the context, but to understand that the focus is not the scenario. It's about the whole element that every day things will happen to challenge your values. Things will happen to challenge what you believe in. I was invited to speak on an International Women's Day panel event about gender, Pay gaps, imposter syndrome. What holds women back from progressing in their careers? I was pumped. I was excited. I said, "This is amazing." I have had firsthand experience of gender pay gaps. Like I've seen all this stuff. Not even just through my clients, just through me personally. So I will, I will gladly take that stage and share with people insights and make them aware of this stuff. So I said, "Awesome." I mean, you know, that sounds great. Definitely something I could do. Definitely more conversations that we need to be having. Is there a budget? They said, no, there isn't a budget. I said, it's incongruent for me to speak about these things with no budget. And you are an organisation, you're a commercial organisation that makes profit. So I can look you up and find out how much money your company made last year. You don't have a budget for this event. So what you're telling me is that this is for show. Again, it was another element when I had to choose to challenge. And again, the old jazz... The old jazz probably would have told, told them no, but not explained why. And this is why I say, where it's, it takes years of work to step into your identity and what your values are and bring those into your career, um, it takes years for you to work on that confidence to be able to articulate that you're not going to have me on a panel for International Women's Day where the theme is choose to challenge. And you want me to talk about the gender pay gap and all the ways that women devalue themselves in their career. And you're not going to value me. And I've got many friends who have spoken on this topic openly, and this is definitely not the topic of this podcast, but it's the final, it's the final thing that February taught me how important it was for me to explain that. Because the responses that I got in both scenarios was, first of all, I got an apology from the woman who took my content and put it on her website, right? To which I replied openheartedly. I said, I'm so glad that you understand. Thank you for taking the time to even engage in the dialogue, Right because there's so many times you can put a boundary up and you could be met with aggression and microaggressions (laughs) and a little bit of gaslighting, right? You can be met with so many things. And she opened the dialogue. She apologized. She said, you know, it was an oversight on my part. I didn't realize that I didn't tell you when we had this conversation that this is what I wanted to do with what you shared. Um, You know, and on the same sense, the person who had invited me to that event said, I completely understand. I said, no problem right? No bad blood. And I explained to them, I said, look, if this request had come in via an organisation that, that um, we're both aware of, um, they would be more open to considering it because they have no budget, <laughs> right? There's community organisations. For me, it's really important for me to volunteer, right? And give back and pay it forward. And there are specific organisations that I do this through. So I'm not somebody that's saying that, like, I don't do anything for free, because for me, Having those opportunities to share my experiences as a woman in tech, to share my experiences around sort of money mindset, whatever it is. Like, I don't charge people to go on their podcast. Do you know what I mean? Like, there's an energy that I'm really focused on giving out. But if I can see that you are a company that makes revenue, I'm letting you know that it's a decision. It's a decision for you not to value women. And it's a decision for you to put together an event that is apparently meant to value women, but you're not valuing the very women who are going to come and speak on the platform. So, please, I want to encourage you to stand firm in your decisions and your boundaries. They were there for a reason. And this is what helps you sleep at night, right? We talk a lot about peace. Conduct yourself in a way that brings you peace. Make the decisions that bring you closer to peace. Do not feel that it is an obligation, right? I say this all the time. It's not an obligation, it's an invitation. Even things that look like an opportunity, sense check them against your values, sense check them against um, who you are, what you stand for, what you want to be known for, what you want to align yourself with. It's so, so important to know that it is well within your right to do that. And it's well within your right to say no and then explain why. Because that explanation is what us what gets us to that equity that we want. That explanation is what gets us to the reality of things not happening to other people, right? Um, I work as a diversity and inclusion consultant through Hustle Crew. And one of the things I always share with people in our workshops around understanding bias and fostering inclusion is that we can't take for granted that people have been explained why certain things are not acceptable because for most of us the easy response is to say we don't do that you can't say that you can't do that right and that's the end of the conversation most of the times we're not brave enough to continue the conversation sometimes or sometimes let's be real we're talking about the lens of privilege we're talking about you know we're talking about the real world sometimes we don't feel safe to explain why sometimes the safe response is just to go it's a no from me but if you're in a space where you're safe to and again, like I said, I did. I phoned a friend. I asked my partner to read over my message to make sure that I wasn't being, uh, I wasn't making assumptions. I, like, I was having the conversation in a helpful way to express how I felt, but to then foster a productive conversation. We take for granted that people have been told why the wrong that they do is wrong. So then when they, they do it again, we're flabbergasted, but we have to remember we have to see the world through the other person's eyes. And that's tough. We have to see the world through their eyes where they have never had somebody explain it, or they may not have had them explain it in the same way that you do, and sees that as an opportunity for you to explain it. And again, I'm not saying this in the breath that you owe everybody an explanation, but for me, it's important for people to know why I've said no, because then that's, could be what sparks the conversation for all i know the person who i've refused the panel has gone back and said we really wanted jazz to speak she's got all of the experience she's got like she's so willing to do it um but she asked if there was a budget and she said no because i told her no can we find a budget please right it sparked that conversation simply by me being brave enough to have that conversation right so you sense out when it's correct to do that but 100 percent Don't underestimate the power of your decision um, and your explanation of that decision. Because also more than anything, it's in our decisions that we communicate what's valuable and important to us. It's in our decisions that we communicate the type of life that we want to lead, the type of person we want to be. And we should all do that. Like we should all feel free to do that. Um, And I think that was something that was just even more sort of poignant As we go into this month of celebration, let's be real. Let's have the real conversations, right? Let's have the real conversations about what it takes to achieve equity. And when we choose to challenge, we do it in a way that is proactive, that is constructive, that is forward-looking and more than anything hopeful. And that can be the difficult part. Being hopeful in the kindness of others, the understanding of others, the empathy of others can feel like the tough part, depending on your lived experience. But it's so, so important for you to realize how important and how much of a ripple effect that that can be. So to summarize, (laughs) and I want to thank you for hanging in there. But, you know, the lessons that February has taught me is that everything is subject to change. You're allowed to exceed your own expectations and let that be that. You don't need to dive headfirst into the next stuff straight away. Um, You know, again, the idea of value and transparency. I create a mean freebie, but I'm not going to lie to you and tell you that the transformation is inside a PDF. Not. Look at the things that make things easier for you in reaching your goals understand how you like to learn and for me february taught me that having a community is more important than i ever thought Um, and when i say having a community i see being in community with other individuals with within groups has been so invaluable to reaching my goals and then running a business doesn't have to be hard work i almost feel like that needs to be a whole other episode in and of itself But it just really, it really does not. So examine your beliefs around what it means to be successful in your field. So whether that is running a business or whether that is having a career, stepping into leadership, being a parent, right? All of those things... Please examine your examine your biases and your stereotypes and your beliefs that aren't serving you around specific careers. And like I said, that's going to be a separate podcast episode because that is a huge thing that holds us back from creating the change that we want. We have these misconceptions about what that would mean. We have misconceptions around what it means to be a key worker. We have misconceptions around what it means to work in retail. We have misconceptions around what it means to be a side hustler, what it means to have a portfolio career. We have to be honest about those things because that will hold you back in your curiosity towards any of those things. And the bottom line is we have to remember it's about us having a career that is fulfilling and it's going to look different to each of us. So we have no right to kind of judge anything as better or worse than the other. It's about what's best for each individual person. Again, another podcast episode on that. And then the final thing, like I said, there's power in your decisions and in your explanation. You saying no, you saying yes, even when you say yes, give an explanation. I'm saying yes because I love what you stand for, love what the event is going to be. Or I'm saying yes because actually I'm keen to learn more in a new role and that's what you're offering me. Like, give people that feedback, give them that insight. Don't take for granted that it's just something that they know or they've like picked up by osmosis like that's not how things work (laughs) um and think of how helpful it is towards obviously everything that we're talking about on international women's day and equity and equality and justice and all of that stuff how powerful it is for you to break down why as a black woman you refuse to do certain stuff for free or why um again i'm talking from my personal point of view as a black woman you will not take my content and put it on your website without my consent kind of not i'm not going to do it to other people I don't really expect it happening to me. And when it does, we're going to have a constructive conversation about it, right? You're going to have a positive conversation about it. And um, I'm just going to let you know what my boundary is. Because, again, we can't assume that people know what they are automatically. So that's why we need to take a little moment when we feel that indignation, when we feel that disrespect. I'm talking to you honestly today. um, To take a deep breath and go, actually, okay, how can I start to understand how this could have happened and how it could be an oversight or just something that they've never acknowledged and I didn't say explicitly like yo if you want to do this with it right okay I'm rambling now but ultimately we we want to put ourselves in the other person's shoes and, and be wary of jumping to assumptions And just ask questions instead and get the facts this has been my first uh, ever live podcast episode where we were streaming live to Instagram Um, and the episode should be up later on in the week. If this has resonated with you, if this is something that you connect to, DM me, email me. I'd love to hear from you. If there's anything that you want me to expand on, I'm here. I'm an open book. DM me, um, leave a comment, email me, all of that good stuff. Um, Yeah. I'm just here to be of service have a great week thanks for listening to this week's episode of the phenomenal career podcast where you hear the how why and what it takes to build a career that stands out don't forget to leave a review and reach out on social media to let us know what you think I'd love to hear from you did you also know you can work with me to create your own phenomenal career through coaching in the career clubhouse You can even invite me to work with your whole team through group coaching and interactive workshops. Check the links in the show notes for more info. As ever, I wish you nothing less than a phenomenal career.